Welcome to Boca, a podcast exploring the ever-blurring lines between the personal and business lives of professional photographers. This is your host, Nathan Holritz, and I'm so excited to have you join me in connecting with photographers and entrepreneurs in the photography industry as we discuss photography, building a business, and still having a life through it all. This podcast is brought to you by Photographer's Edit, custom post-production for the wedding and portrait photographer. And now, let's dive into conversation. All right, so I'm sitting here in the living room slash dining room, living space of Nathan and Ashley Siner. I'm pronouncing your name correct. Yes, yes. awesome. It's All right, thank you guys for doing this. Absolutely, yeah. we're, we're excited, excited to chat. Well, and, and uh, we were just talking about nerves before, in this case, doing a podcast, but even for me going, getting ready to speak in front of a group as a kind of an introvert myself, it can be a little bit nerve wracking. The cool thing about this is we're just having a conversation and to make it even a bit more real, this is the first time that I've actually had the opportunity to get to connect with you guys in person. So we're just getting to know each other uh, and we're just going to let everybody else kind of join that conversation. But tell us a little bit about yourselves, your photography business. First of all, where, where are you based? Where are we right now? We are in Indianapolis, Indiana. Yes. Yeah, we're on the north side of Indy in Fishers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And with the photography industry being what it is now, there's so many different people coming into it, especially a lot of new photographers. How are you guys setting yourself apart? What's what's the brand statement or position here in the in the indie market? Absolutely. Well, one of the things I feel like that we've really honed in on and that's kind of set us apart in our industry, you know, in Indianapolis is just we take a huge effort as far as getting to know our clients on a personal level. It's really important to us. We have found that, like, through our own personal experience of getting married, our photographer was wonderful, but it was, like, a very awkward experience for us because, like, we'd never met him. We showed up. Um, he just kind of, like, let us wing it. We're not models. We didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> so for us, we've kind of taken two different approaches. One is that we want our clients to know us and it be personal for them, said so on the wedding day, it's like old friends are taking their pictures, not this random, you know, couple who shows up they've never met before. That is not kind of the experience we want to leave them with. And then also another thing that kind of sets us apart is we take a lot of um, more hands-on approaches as far as coaching and guiding our clients in the posing process. Because I felt like that was a huge awkward yeah. part of our experience was just, he'd be like, act natural. And Nathan and I are like, well, we don't frolic yeah. through the woods, yeah. you know, on right. a regular basis. Right. So that's weird. So it just, those are, I think, the two things that kind of have set us apart, but mainly just we want our clients to walk away not just getting quality photos because that's expected. Like, you're paying us to create beautiful imagery. That's expected. That's a given. But we want you to walk away raving more about your experience with us and the impact that we had in your life in that small time that we got to know you than not, you know, more than even the photos themselves. So I think that's kind of our passion and goal and every client experience, you know, and something that sets us apart. Now, you made a lot of great points there. We could kind of touch on all of these yeah. different yeah. points. But one that really stuck out to me was the fact that good photography is expected. Absolutely. Almost a commodity, right? Mm-hmm. It's obvious that you should be providing good photography. Yes. But you're creating a different experience mm-hmm. for the clients, one that they're not used to. Now, this is a conversation that has been happening for a while in the industry as people are becoming more uh, open-minded to the notion of sharing mm-hmm. so-called photography mm-hmm. secrets or mm-hmm. business secrets, you know. Mm-hmm. 
um, what really ends up setting these businesses apart is not a different knowledge, but a different experience. Mm -hmm. And you guys are actively, proactively trying to create that different experience, which mm -hmm. is, is great. Other businesses are doing the same thing. I think maybe where you stand out, though, in that is that other vendors in the wedding industry probably aren't as actively trying to create those experiences. So you have the opportunity to create a lasting impression on these people. Yeah. You mentioned earlier, we were talking before we started recording about uh, having dinner with mm -hmm. the couple. And, and to be clear, you're doing wedding photography. Do you do any portrait photography as well? We do do some okay. portraits. So we mainly shoot weddings. It's like our main source of income, but we do high school seniors as well as family portraits. Um, just this year, we started cutting back on our family portraits and kind of what we we just felt like it was taking us away from our kids because our kids are our number one priority and they're young. And so for us, it was like the amount of money we were making for how much time we were away from the kids just did not in our, you know, in our personal circumstances make, you know, yeah. add up or make sense for us. So we started taking about like every season we would take at least two Saturdays a month that we didn't have a wedding or Sunday that was available. And we've created those as family shoot days so that we're only away from our kids that one day. And then if people would like to use us for family photography, they know that they have these set days throughout the year that are the only days we're available. And if it works, it's great. And if it doesn't, then they can, you know, find someone that it works better for, you know, for them personally. But it's worked great for us of just balancing home and life and really making our kids the priority and realizing that, like, sometimes you just got to let some business go to make it work for our family. So it worked out great for us. And, and it frees us up a lot more for, like, creativity reasons, too. Absolutely. Because um, I noticed as I'm the main shooter and Ashley's uh, actually come on this year as a second shooter. Um, and that's been an adjustment in itself. Mm -hmm. We can talk about that a little bit later, too. Um, but uh, I just started getting really bogged down with um, all the shoots and editing at the time and just trying to figure out, like, um, you know, my creativity in that. And it just became just like a, a production. And, it, and then, like, the experience was gone. Mm -hmm. um, and we weren't offering our family clients that experience anymore. It was just like, get them in, get them out. Um, and so we, when we cut back on that now, and we shoot maybe, what, 20, 30 now a year mm -hmm. uh, we were shooting close to 100 a year um and and it's just it's now, 100 portrait sessions or weddings 100 portrait sessions okay wow. yeah wow. and and then we uh, we're consistently at 25 weddings a year is what we try and stay at mm -hmm. um and then about 30 to 40 senior sessions a year um but it's just the family shoots just was, were just way too much for me and then just with having little kids now and i try and take pictures of my own kids just trying to chase other people's kids around just it just wasn't fun for me anymore <laughs> um but yeah so it, it's really been able to uh, help my creativity a lot more um in just the your, past couple bring years. your passion back i yeah. think for what you do yeah, yeah. well and i love a word that i use a lot uh, in conversations with with photographers or beginning to use in these conversations in the podcast with photographers is the word proactive or proactivity you guys are very proactive in that effort to create the lifestyle that you want you knew this is what you wanted for your family and so in order to get to this place this is what you had to this is the adjustment or series of adjustments that you had to make and i love that very proactive mindset that's yeah. really incredible that was the main reason we actually started our business back in 2010 i started shooting in 09 um, my background is actually in sports marketing and sports management and i worked for the local university here in town and had a part-time job with the colts actually too um, just working on game days um, but and i've realized that to move up in that industry you have to move around a lot you have to go around the country i work at different universities my whole goal is to be the youngest athletic director uh, division one athletic director um, and to, I've realized that, you know, it's going to take me away from my family a lot. 
uh, and I'm going to be working, you know, nine to five every uh, Monday through Friday. And then we have games on Saturdays. And, and then basically Sunday afternoon was it, you know, for me. Um, and I was like, I don't want that life. And so photography kind of fell in my lap back in 2008. Uh, we went on a um, cruise, Alaskan cruise. And that's I took a point shoot camera, um, making so, the background kind of blurry. You know, I had no clue what that was at the time. Um, and and then I got back and got some pictures printed. I went to CVS, actually, and got a couple of pictures printed. Um, I still have them um, down in my office. Um, and um, But basically, uh, that's what inspired me was that trip. Um, and just seeing the mountains and all that there. And then when we got back, I, uh, put together a website and, um, and then kind of launched it from there. Mm-hmm. But. but that was the whole basis was we, we wanted a business to where we had the freedom to choose and be proactive as far as we had kids that we were part of their lives and we could impact them, not so that we could, you know, send them off somewhere, have someone else, you know, be that founding role model in their life and so for us it was like that was where our priority was and it was like business is second for us and with that we at the same time wanted to be business savvy and create you know a financial um foundation for our family and so it just it's a hard balance but it's something we're really passionate about of just and i think a lot of times that it takes you a little bit longer um, in your business to grow your business if you if you put your family first. Absolutely. Um, but I don't regret it, uh, you know, at all. Um, but sometimes you look around the industry and you see people, you know, booming really quickly, and you know that, you know, if if you were to put everything into your work, you possibly could do that too. But it, you know, and so it's it's a struggle inside of me sometimes. But at the same time, I know that like I want to trade, you know, time with my kids at this age for anything because mm-hmm. they're only going to be this age once. So and we have a five and four year old too. So. And I want to talk a little bit about your kids here in just a second, but take me back to that, that client experience. You were talking about taking every yes. one of your bride and grooms out to mm-hmm. dinner. Yep. What, is, what does that look like, and, and what is the thought process behind yeah, that? Absolutely. So it kind of, again, I think a lot of our fundamental basics of our business is run off of what we loved and didn't love about our own personal experience. And we just, I the very couple first years of business, we were like, we just feel like there's something missing. Like we're showing up to shoot these weddings. We're putting a lot of time and effort in and we try to make them feel comfortable, but it just, there's still this awkwardness. And so we were like, what can we do to change that? And for me, it was like, what do I do with people when I want to get to know them? Or, you know, if there's somebody that's on my radar that I'm like, I really want to dive in with this person. What do I do? Well, we share a meal together. It, It creates this comfort level and just this, Um, just ease, you know, between people. And so we um, decided, I would say three years ago that like, we are going to like every single client, if it's a possible, if it's possible, we are going to 100% take them to dinner. It's on us and just share a meal with them and get to know them on a personal level. And And I found it really helps with the grooms a lot. Um, It opens them up a lot at the engagement session and at the wedding on the wedding days. Like I walk in and Ashley walks in and starts shooting and they're like, oh, hey. And the the biggest compliment that we got was from a groom when uh, he started telling his mom how to like pose. And it was hilarious because we've never had that before. We started doing it. He was like, oh, they've already taught me this. You know, we know this. You know, mom, here, I'll show you. And it was just funny. But we started putting engagement sessions included in every single collection and um, dinner and like those two things have like completely transformed our quality of imagery and just the comfort level and experience for our clients like people will at the end of the whole experience will say like 
you guys made us feel so comfortable and it's so amazing how we feel like we've known you forever. And like that's that to me is when I leave, like, again, I expect them to get good images. But when I hear things like that, that's when I'm like, we've impacted them farther than just a good photo, you know, and and that's a lasting impact that we hopefully then will carry on and, Mm -hmm. you know, they can do the same thing for someone else. But I really hope that that impacts them more than just, you know, what they paid for, quote unquote. So, but yeah, we love it. And it's, it's been wonderful. We've had so many great friendships. We are still friends with some of our clients just because of that small gesture. And it's been a blast. We love, it makes our job not feel like a job. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful way to kind of sum it up. And I, I don't know about you guys, but when we did this with our clients as well, one of the things that helped on the wedding day with was just the efficiency of the photography, right? Absolutely. So the bride and groom, they're, they're familiar with, they're comfortable with the idea, or relatively anyway, comfortable with the idea of the camera being pointed in their direction. Mm-hmm. They have an idea of how you work, how you pose. And so things can flow a little bit more smoothly. Oh, yeah. And you've got that wedding coordinator in the background kind of hurrying mm-hmm. things up. Mm-hmm. You know that you can get done with these images, get great shots, mm-hmm. and let them go on to the reception without yep. a whole lot of stress, which is really helpful. Absolutely. Yep, they just feel comfortable and and the confidence level absolutely. in us is there too. Yeah, they trust and that, you a lot. More. And that translates through to the quality of the images too, absolutely. the way that those images mm-hmm. look. Yep. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Now, we were talking about your kids a few minutes ago. I want to get back to them because yes. I got to your place today, just actually probably about 30, 40 minutes ago, and was greeted by your son, Zeke, who is an incredible personality. He wanted to give me a tour of your house right away, and I got a very detailed tour of your house right away. It was really awesome. Um, I, you guys' personalities shine through in them, and I can see that already, but talk to me a little bit about, about your kids. Well, they're awesome. Yeah. We... Um, Actually, both our kids were, well, Zeke especially, was very unexpected for us because we had, we would say it was, quote, unquote, worst timing ever, but ended up being best timing ever. Yeah. But we had literally, Nathan had just quit his job. We had moved. Started photography full time. Moved across the country and started launching this business and found out about probably five months in that we were pregnant. Yeah, it was only yeah, three months in. Yeah. yeah wow. And we were like okay, Lord, yeah. what is your plan here? This is not what we planned. Yeah. But it's been amazing so for then us. we moved right back three months later yeah. um, to back to Indianapolis. because that's moved to... We moved to Louisiana, actually. Yes. Um, and and we, she has some fam- Ashley has some family down there. Um, and we moved right back. So two cross-country moves in one year. Uh, <laughs> it's not the easiest thing, not the best way to start a business. <laughs> right. We would yeah. not suggest yeah. it. Yeah. Definitely yeah. would not suggest that to no. anyone. No. Uh, but so it, that took a little bit longer for us to kind of get kick-started again mm-hmm. back here in Indy. Um, uh, but we did, and uh, I, I kept photography as the full-time job and didn't go get another job. And uh, it was a lot of long hours, a lot of hard work putting in to get started mm-hmm. back here in Indianapolis. I think one, our very first year, we say we made what thirteen thirteen thousand dollars in two thousand ten, and we look back and we're like, and that's how when I still had a full time job. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Right? Yeah, that's oh. when I still had a full time job. Okay, uh, but then but then we launched it the next year though, just hoping and praying that it was going to work out, and it did for us. But yeah. uh, so the next year you went full time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I just took a big leap of faith. I felt called that that's what we were supposed to do, and I took that leap of faith and. It wasn't the easiest of transitions, uh, especially with we've found that uh, I'm a type A. And at, at the time, we had not taken any personality mm-hmm. tests. And we talked about this yeah. a little bit before we started, too. Um, and Ashley is a type 
Type free spirit. Type free spirit. <laughs> I don't know what type that, that is, but uh, I'm a type most free spirited person. And I mean, I think our business functions because of her mm-hmm. uh, having that free spiritedness mm-hmm. to just kind of go with the flow and you know and wing, sh- it. And wing it. And she's the personality to our business and the face of our business. Um, but at the same time, I'm a type A and had to have everything organized, had to have a folder for everything. Um, and so, but uh, that also has caused our business to do very well yeah. because he is very business savvy but we It'd figured out that it was disaster. tough to work together in the same office so we actually split our working spaces mm-hmm. um and uh, in our first year and i had my own office and she had her own office space and now t- talk to me you said it was tough working together in the same space what did that look like take us there take my, us back <laughs> my desk is piled three feet high in papers chaos and she would know where everything is but i would have no clue <laughs> Um, and I feel like it's somewhere on my desk. And, and Nathan's like, my stress I'm level was through the roof. And, you know, I was constantly, you know, bickering at her and just trying to, you know, figure out where stuff was and trying to get <laughs> organized. And that's just not who Ashley is. And so I was trying to change her instead of use her strengths. Um, and so once we kind of learned that, it was, took like about two, two and a half mm-hmm. years to finally, like, learn yeah. how, what her strengths were, what my strengths were, mm-hmm. um, and how to balance our weaknesses. Um, then that's when it really started kicking in and our business oh, yeah. really started taking off when and we thriving. And thriving. Yeah, for sure. What did it take to get to that point that you said two and a half years? Was it a lot of conversation? Were you talking with other people? What, how, how did, how did you get to that place? Well, shameless plug. We actually <laughs> attend connect marriage conference and that was like transformational for our marriage slash business. It's been the best invest- investment we've ever made. It's a marriage conference for couples who work together it's amazing. And they teach not only on how to run a business with your spouse and balance that, but also it really builds up marriage and, you know, just how important marriage is. And it's been, it's been transformational mm-hmm. in our marriage and business. But that really taught us a lot because I think that's when we started, like, just hearing the concept of, like, okay, delegate – don't do the same thing. If you're not good at something, delegate it or even outsource it. Like, it's okay. And I think it finally came to that fact that, like, I can admit I'm wrong. Um, and that and that was the biggest thing. Once I was like, okay, maybe my way isn't the only right way. <laughs> and, right way. and that there's other ways to accomplish the same task. Yeah. Um, that really started to kind mm-hmm. of transform stuff, too. And, and just, like, loosening the reins because Nathan... He likes to have control of a lot just because he knows and trusts that if he's in control, it'll get done, Mm -hmm. you know, because that is who he is. He Mm -hmm. does. If he has a goal, he will reach it. And it's hard for him to, like, just let somebody else go with it. And so I think it was a lot of, like, me building trust as far as, like, yes, I'm a hot mess, (laughs) but I can accomplish (laughs) things if you let me in my own way, you know. And so it's just building trust between us of, like, okay, Here's things Ash is good at, and if I, if I let go and let her do it, she will get it done. And I just can't necessarily watch her in the process because <laughs> it'll stress you out. Yes. yes. Yeah. So yeah, but it. I mean, working together and being married is not easy, and it's and I not. I think a lot of married couples apart. they struggle with micromanaging, and because like you're so close to that person, mm-hmm. and you know that, like their every weakness that like you tend to micromanage more with your spouse. Mm-hmm. And so once I stopped micromanaging and just was like, go with it. Um, I mean, I don't, I'm not even allowed to go to client meetings, the initial client meetings anymore, no. because I would, I would critique her because my background's in sports marketing and marketing is marketing. And so I would, I have a, a specific way I would like to like, 
present ourselves to somebody. And Ashley will just divulge way too much information what I think needs to be divulged. And and my but, favorite is I would come home and I'd be like, "It did they sell? Did I sell it?" And he'd be like, "Well, yeah, but." And I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> I sold. Let's it. stop there. Yeah, yeah. like end yeah. of story. And he'd be like, "I have no comeback for that." So it was good. I mean, it was a good like. I do it very different, but it get I get the job done, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it's just a learning process of, and then doing that on top of having our kids home with us all yeah. day. It's yeah. it's chaos, but it's wonderful chaos. Like we would not change it for anything. I mean, nothing. Now, we were looking earlier at, at these books that you have on the table, mm-hmm. uh, the five love languages, and you said this is something that you give to clients as yes. gifts. Was mm-hmm. Did you hear about that book through the conference that you were talking about? Did we? I think I, it was from uh, Zach and Jody Gray, actually, yeah, at the it, conference. It they might were, have. I think they mentioned something. I, like yeah, that. I think that's right. I can't remember, but it was transformational for us of just learning like how each of us feels loved because I feel like you give if anybody's read the book basically you give love the way that you want to receive love so like for example if mine is words like I can compliment Nathan all day long and tell him how great he is tell him blue in the face but if that's not how he receives love then he's going to be like I don't know that didn't do anything for me and it's same thing so there's just five different love languages and you figure out what yours are and you figure out what your spouses are and learn how to show them love in the way that they feel loved. And it's insane because, I mean, once you figure that out, I mean, you have the keys to yeah. the, well, everything, you know, everything for them. I like, to, I like to do a lot of chores around the house thinking that Ashley was going to, you know, compliment me on that and say, great job, you know, that, and that she needed that. But that's not what she needed. So I was constantly doing all these things, whereas all I needed to simply do is like write a little letter to her. It could even just say, I love you. And, and then post that on the, you know, the, her mirror or something, and that would make her day. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was so simple. And, I, and once I learned to just compliment her more, uh, that really kind of turned our business around and our life around, too. Yeah, so you're learning to communicate in a way that resonates with the other person, yes. whether it's by tangible action or, mm-hmm. or word like you were talking mm-hmm. about. How does that then translate to the way that you run your business, or how does that affect the business ultimately? Absolutely. I think it's the exact same because, for example, mine is words. My love language is words. And so in the business, a lot of times Nathan is a, is a fixer, quote unquote. So he is a, like, you should just know what you've done right. I want to help you in any way I can to be the best version of yourself. So therefore, that translates into here's the list of things today that I think that you should have done a little bit better so that you can better yourself for tomorrow. Well, to a words person, I hear you suck. (laughs) And then I'm shut down. You know, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I, why am I even trying? Like this is worthless. There's no point in me even doing the things that I did today. If all I'm hearing is, and and I think you use the word hearing and I think that's the key there, right? Because his motive is, is good. He's not, not trying to be a jerk, but what you're hearing is something Mm -hmm. different. Mm -hmm. Yep. Because it's just, it is, it's all about communication and what you, how you made the person feel. And I remember that was transformational for our marriage too, of like, when you are talking and communicating with each other, saying, like, this is how you made me feel mm. rather than, like, you did this. Because his motives were genuine of, I want to help you be the best version of you. Like, I love you, so therefore I'm going to help you. And I'm like, I don't want to be helped. I want to be told how awesome I am. <laughs> so, I mean, that's been huge. Because if he, like, 
focuses on like, even if I did 10 things wrong, but I did two things right, if you'll compliment me on one of those two things, tomorrow I'm going to work so hard to earn another compliment. So I'm going to do everything I can to please him and do well in my job so that the next day I get another compliment. So it's just learning how that other person ticks so that then you can really inspire them to be their best and do their best at work. Mm -hmm. So it's the same thing for him of like, I have to work so hard on being organized and really accomplishing, you know, and listening to the things that he needs to get accomplished so that then he then can relax and be the best version of him. So it's just things that like we've learned how the other person ticks. And I think it can transpire. And even if you don't work with your spouse, even if you work with employees or other people, learning how those people tick and how and it's how they feel loved but also how what inspires them mm-hmm. is huge and it and sounds it's just, so easy when you say it but it, i mean this has been a like a work in progress since 2010 oh, and absolutely. i think we finally started getting like a workflow and whatnot mm-hmm. in 2015 and so i mean that's a five-year process mm-hmm. of arguments of you know harsh talking i guess if you want to say that <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um i don't know to put it lightly <laughs> put it lightly yeah, yeah. um and you know and just b- trying to figure it out and, and so it sounds so easy when you say it out loud mm-hmm. um but when when you finally figure it out it's just like your eyes are just open you know and you're like this is makes life so much easier and mm-hmm. so much better mm-hmm. but well know. and a lot of that goes back to i think what you alluded to earlier when we were talking the idea that you're not trying to force this person to be something they aren't yes. Um, but you're learning to communicate in a way that resonates with them. Mm-hmm. And that makes a huge difference and a lot less conflict as a result oh, too, yes, huh? Oh, yes, <laughs> oh, yes. So true. So true. So your kid Zeke is five yes. mm-hmm. and then Ella is four. 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 Okay. So 13 months apart. Yeah. Really Insane. close. Yes. Yeah. Insane. So what is, what does a day look like with them? What's, what's life with them look like? Yes. Okay. So every day is a little bit different. Um, but they actually, this past couple years have been in preschool three days a week and it's just nine to noon. So it's not like a huge amount of time of our day, but, um, basically they wake up in the morning. Nathan does breakfast. Mm-hmm. I'm not a morning person. Nathan is. <laughs> We've learned that mom does a lot better when she gets a little bit more sleep. So Nathan usually wakes up with the kids, feeds them breakfast. I get up, we get ready. And every single day is different for us. A lot of times, like if we have a wedding, um, Nathan and I kind of split roles. So like if I have a work day, Nathan's dad for the day. If Nathan has a work day, then Ashley's mom for the day. So we kind of like take at least two, um, usually Tuesdays and Thursdays are my work days. And Nathan (laughs) knows he's on dad duty and he takes the kids out of the house or I go to Starbucks and they stay here. And he's on dad duty for the day. And it's usually about a half day work day, um, nine to two or three. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, we just split roles a lot of times. Like it's, we usually at least take two days as family days a week where it's just us and the kids. We'll, I still have to answer emails every day. There's small tasks, you know, with work that I have to do every day. But um, that doesn't take much time, a couple hours of the day. And usually we'll spend those two days as a family. We go to the zoo. We like to do adventurous stuff. We're not big stay-at-home people. Yeah. We like to go out, children's museum, zoo, park, you know, things like that. But, yeah, we like to what take What two days, days of the week do you, do you do? 
Usually it's Mondays and Sundays. Mm-hmm. I feel like Sundays and Mondays because usually we have a wedding on Saturday. We take Sunday, go to church, and then hang out for the day, and then um, Mondays. Mm-hmm. We try and not then, to schedule anything on those days. Yep. And then on Tuesdays and Thursdays are my work days, and then Nathan usually has Wednesdays and Fridays. And I, I like to work once the kids go down for bed. So typically I'll just like hang out with them throughout the day, and then I'll start editing or going through stuff you know, in the evenings, mm-hmm. um, typically around like 9 o'clock. Um, and then I'll go to bed around midnight and or 2 a.m. Sometimes <laughs> it depends how long I want to stay up to work. Yeah. But yeah. and it's one thing that we've really learned and I think has been um, huge for us is that like your stereotypical like house roles don't always apply to everybody. Mm-hmm. And so for us, like Nathan's strengths is like he loves doing stuff around the house and staying organized. That is not go- I'm horrible at it. And for the first few years of marriage, it was like. All he knew was his mom is just like him, very organized, and she stayed home, and it was like, she does the laundry, she does this, she does this, and I would try to do it, and I'd fail, and I hated it, and it's just learning, like, okay, what works for everybody doesn't always work, so, like, Nathan does laundry, Nathan does the grocery shopping, and then I do better with the kids as far as, like, taking them places, doing stuff, getting out of the house, and Mm -hmm. so, I mean, I feel like one thing that's been huge for us is just getting rid of rid of in our minds the way it should be yeah Yeah, and just your normal household stereotypes and making what works for us work and being okay with that you know like nathan's better at laundry period he just is (laughs) like i'll do it every two weeks (laughs) and nobody off clothes but nathan's like okay everyone let's get this organized and get it so and that's okay and that Mm -hmm. works for our family so i think that rather than like this is the only way, you know, it's more of find what works for you, find your strengths and delegate that accordingly and divide and conquer and make your house work for you, you Mm -hmm. know, and being okay with it being different than maybe what everybody else's is like. So, yeah. Would you say that you do anything in particular to set yourselves up to have that Sunday is kind of expected because it's the weekend, but Monday taking Mondays off, do you create some parameters or expectations for your clients that allow you to do that? What I try to do, it's more of setting expectation for myself because I'm, I'm kind of a workaholic and I will sit and work if I have a task. And if, if, if I can check something off my task list, then I can actually go relax. So I try to right after a wedding, I'll sit down, cull through all the images that night and then I'll work on my favorites for the blog post that night and then I'm done with it. And then I upload it to Photographer's Edit on Monday morning. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'll upload the rest of them to Photographer's Edit Monday morning and then I think you're actually doing an upload now, aren't you? Yeah. I'm actually working on an upload right now for a Saturday's wedding. (laughs) Um, And and, uh, I have the blog post done already for uh, from Saturday's wedding and and then I'm I'm free to hang out all week now, you know. And uh, we had a maternity session uh, yesterday morning it was a little bit different because it's a Labor Day weekend, so people are off on Monday. So they wanted to. Uh, we had a, a maternity shoot and then a senior, senior shoot, shoot mm-hmm. uh, last night, and they're both done and edited already. Um, mm-hmm. And so I just try to stay on top of my work. So I, a lot of times people let it back up, and then it becomes just like this, like like overwhelming burden, burden mm-hmm. that you have like ten shoots to edit, and then you have to have a whole editing day. Well, I just try and have a little bit every night that I do. So then I don't have to have that. But. That's really great. You have, you guys have actually already touched on two points that I'm going to present this evening. I'm, I'm here, for those of you listening, I'm here to do a, a short presentation for a Shoot and Share and Rising Tide Society kind of combined group meeting tonight. We have photographers, other creatives coming to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of the things that I talk about is, first of all, kind of having a goal as to what you want your life to look like. Mm -hmm. Um, That's where you have to start before you start putting systems into place to to function more efficiently. But then 
putting those systems into place, like you're talking about having a workflow, a set workflow, a certain way that you do things and you do it consistently, mm -hmm. that then enables you to have that additional free yeah. time. That's, that's really key. And I started practicing last year before we kind of launched into like advertising that we can get you a really quick blog post and, you know, like within a two days and then get your images back within two to three weeks. I started practicing it last year. Um, and that's, I think is key too. Don't just implement something all of a sudden without not having be able to follow and up. not to be able to follow up. Yeah. And so I was, I was testing it out all last year. And then I was like, I think we can launch into that in 2016. So then that was a goal. I set the, that goal for ourselves, and it's so far been working <laughs> and mm -hmm. we'll see where we, October, November is going to be a really busy month for us. So we'll see how, if I can stay on top of that. Um, but yeah, so mm -hmm. it's been, it's been great and freeing up our, our week and being able to hang out with our family more. Absolutely. And I think that like we do give our clients, you know, set expectations. Like we do a 48 hour turnaround time on all emails. So then that gives me a couple days. So if they do send me an email on Saturday, if I respond late Monday, you know, that's okay. So I think things like that. And we are very open and honest with our clients about our family and the priority that our family is. And so I think that they understand, like if we go on vacation and we're not available, like this is, this is who you hired. And yeah. I hope that you respect and know and appreciate us for that, you know, because we absolutely want to be available to you and do everything we can to, you know, please you in the job that you've hired us to do. But at the same time, like, you know us and our hearts are our family. And so I hope that that, you know, that mm -hmm. they appreciate us for I that. And I think they do. Really they respect do. that. We actually had a client buy us a children's museum pass as, as, a, a, as a gift. And they gave That's awesome. Okay. And so it's just, they knew that, that our kids are important to us Love and that. we want to spend time with them. Um, and so they bought us that. And that I was, was going to say that probably even, they don't just know, but it resonates with them. Yes. Even. Oh, yeah. that's really powerful. Does, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's our goal is that that is set. I want people to see, and I feel like, um, Nathan and I, our new kind of thing we're passionate about, like we're kind of launching into in this next year is something called like the work from home parent. And we're still trying to find a perfect name for it. Yeah. So everyone, if you have any ideas, send them our way. Send them yeah. Send them our way. But we, um, we're just so passionate about a balanced life and people realizing, I think people think you can have it either one way or the other. Like either I can be really passionate about my work or I can be really passionate about my family and one has to suffer, you know, if you are good at one or the other. And it's like, no, you can thrive in both. Mm -hmm. And I want people to see that in our lives and I want to inspire people. I got the best compliment the other day from one of my friends who's a photographer. I was just telling her about like our passion and how we love that and that's kind of like the heart of our business. And she's like, well, I'll tell you, they don't have any kids. And she said, well, you inspire Caleb and I to know that like one day when we have kids, we can have both, mm -hmm. you know, like that encourages us. And I was like, oh, like it literally made me teary. It's great to hear that from people too. Yeah, when I mean, you're living it, it doesn't, it's not the most glamorous life. No, when you're living and you it. don't feel it all the time, yeah. but it was like, oh my gosh, that's exactly what we hope for. We hope people follow our lives and see that like you can have both. You can have a thriving business that is very successful. And at the same time, you can love your kids and be very present in their life and your family be thriving at the same time. So, mm -hmm. yeah. That's incredible. I think that's a beautiful way kind of to bring this all to a close to where can people find you? Tell us your website yeah. and how they can get in contact with you. Absolutely. So right now we actually are hoping in the next month to be launching um, the website for this and we'll be kind of posting it in Rising Tide Society will, I think, be launching it for us as well as a few other people. 
But um, our whole goal is for people to have a resource where they can come and they can really dive in and not feel alone. Because I feel like when we really first got into this um, industry, it's a lot of couples who do not have children or singles. And it's like, okay, where do we fit? And we were always like beating ourselves up. Like we just need to find more time. We just, you know, and and it just was, we're comparing a lot. And when you stop playing the comparing game Mm -hmm. and just focus on you, then that's when you succeed. I, you always, like. I always hear stay in your lane. And I feel like that's the best advice yeah. I ever got is like, stop worrying, stay in your lane, you know? And I think that was huge for us. And it's just like, we want to build a community of parent entrepreneurs who feel like they're, they have people alongside them, building them up, encouraging them, knowing they're not in this alone because it is, it's very isolating and you can feel like, man, I, you do play the comparison game. Like, man, they have all day, every day to work on their business. Like I have three hour nap time to do mine, you know, like, (laughs) so it's very discouraging. And so it's just for us to create a community of people who feel like we're not in this alone. We do want our families to be our priority, but at the same time, like here's some helpful tips on how to balance family, how to balance work, and that you can have both. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we will be launching a website soon. We're, we may still be the work-from-home parent. We're really we're hoping to come up with a name. But, um, yeah, so that will be a resource for people. We're going to start giving just free resources away for people to dive in and just get some help. But we want to just let people know we don't have it all together we never will if you're a parent i don't think you ever have it all together (laughs) your kids keep you on your toes at all times but we want to encourage people that like we're in it with you and we want to create resources that will at least give them here's the mistakes we made some things that have worked for us and how can we help you you know and be alongside you and build you up so but right now it's um the signers.com and we're the signers it's s-i-n-e-r-s so Not sinners, sinners. <laughs> sinners minus one in, which is terrible, but yeah. that's our last name. But yeah. Um, yeah, so that's where you can find us online and Instagram. We're on there. Nathan's great to follow. He's Nathan underscore signer. Mm-hmm. He's great to follow. You can definitely follow our kids along there. He's great at posting. I'm way, I'm way worse. I'm hoping to get better. But yeah, it's a fun journey. You can follow our kids, see our adventures as a family. And yeah, so... Well, and I love I love the focus on building community around yes, yeah. parents, photographers who are parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the end, so much of life is connection with yes. other people. I yes. appreciate already the opportunity in the last hour, hour and 15 minutes yeah. that I've had with you guys to connect. And we're going to do more of that tonight. Mm-hmm. But I think that's really, really powerful. So kudos to you guys for that. Awesome. Thank, well, thank you. you very much for coming. Oh, my goodness. Thank you for having this conversation, kind of letting everybody else yeah. join in. It's yeah. been really, really awesome. Yeah. And uh, you guys feel free to... Reach out to Nathan and Ashley. Um, check them out on their website, Instagram, online. Yeah. Guys, thanks so much. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks so much for listening to the Boca Podcast. If you'd like to hear a particular photographer or entrepreneur in a future episode, don't hesitate to email me, Nathan at photographersedit.com. The Boca Podcast is brought to you by Photographers Edit, custom post production for the wedding and portrait photographer.